Section 9 of The Reconciliation of Races and Religions by Thomas Kelly Chain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. Section 9. It is also in a book written at Marku, the Persian Bayan, that the Bob constantly refers to a subsequent far greater person called he whom god will make manifest altogether the harvest of sacred literature at this mountain fortress was a rich one but let us now pass on with the bab to chehrik a miserable spot but not so remote as marku it was two days journey from orumiye as Sobhe azal tells us quote, the place of his captivity was a house without windows and with a doorway of bare bricks, end quote, and adds that, quote, at night they would leave him without a lamp, treating him with the utmost lack of respect, end quote. Footnote NH, page 403. End footnote. In the Persian manner, the Bab himself indicated this by calling Malku, quote, the open mountain, end quote, and Chehrik, quote, the grievous mountain, end quote. Footnote, CPTN, page 276, end footnote. Stringent orders were issued, making it difficult for friends of the beloved master to see him, and it may be that in the latter part of his sojourn, the royal orders were more effectually carried out a change which was possibly the result of a change in the warden. Certainly, Yahya Khan was guilty of no such coarseness as Sobhe Azal imputes to the warden of Chehrik, and this view is confirmed by the peculiar language of Mirza Jani. Quote, Yahya Khan, so long as he was warden, maintained towards him an attitude of unvarying respect and deference end quote. this quote, respect and deference end quote, was largely owing to a dream which the warden had on the night before the day of the bob's arrival the central figure of the dream was a bright shining saint he said in the morning that quote, if when he saw his holiness he found appearance and visage to correspond with what he beheld in his dream he would be convinced that he was, in truth, the promised proof. End quote. And this came literally true. At the first glance, Yahya Khan recognized in the so called Bob the lineaments of the saint whom he had beheld in his dream. Quote, Involuntarily, he bent down in obeisance and kissed the knee of his holiness. End quote footnote nh page 240 a slight alteration has been made to draw out the meaning End footnote it has already been remarked that such a transfiguration is not wholly supernatural persons who have experienced those wonderful phenomena which are known as ecstatic often exhibit what seems like a triumphant and angelic irradiation so to keep near home it was among the Welsh in their last great revival. Such too was the brightness which, 
Yahya Khan and other eyewitnesses agree, suffused the Bab's countenance more than ever in this period. Many adverse things might happen, but the point of divine wisdom could not be torn from his moorings. In that miserable dark brick chamber he was in paradise. The horrid warfare at Sheikh Tabarsi and elsewhere, which robbed him of Babul Bab and of Quddus, forced human tears from him for a time. But one who dwelt in the heaven of pre-existence knew that returns could be counted upon, and was fully assured that the gifts and graces of Quddus had passed into Mirza Yahya, Subhi Azal, for himself he was free from anxiety his work would be carried on by another and a greater manifestation he did not therefore favour schemes for his own forcible deliverance we have no direct evidence that yahya khan was dismissed from his office as a mark of the royal displeasure at his gentleness but he must have been already removed and imprisoned footnote n h page three fifty three and footnote when the vizier wrote to the crown prince nasiruddin afterwards shah and governor of azerbaijan directing him to summon the bab to tabriz and convene an assembly of clergy and laity to discuss in the bab's presence the validity of his claims footnote same as above page two eighty four and footnote the bab was therefore sent and the meeting held but there is as brown has shown no trustworthy account of the deliberations footnote t n note m bob examined at tabriz end footnote of course the bob had something better to do than to record the often trivial questions put to him from anything but a simple desire for truth so that unless the great accused had some friend to accompany him which does not appear to have been the case there could hardly be an authentic balbi narrative and as for the muslim accounts those which we have before us do not bear the stamp of truth they seem to be forgeries knowing what we do of the bulb it is probable that he had the best of the argument and that the doctors and functionaries who attended the meeting were unwilling to put upon record their own fiasco the result however is known and it is not precisely what might have been expected that is it is not a capital sentence for this troublesome person the punishment now allotted to him was one which marked him out most unfairly as guilty of a common misdemeanour some act which would rightly disgust every educated person how indeed could any one adopt as his teacher one who had actually been disgraced by the infliction of stripes footnote c p isaiah fifty three five end footnote if the bob had been captured in battle bravely fighting it might have been possible to admire him but as court politicians kept on saying he was but quote, a vulgar charlatan a timid dreamer end quote. footnote gobineau page two fifty seven end footnote according to mirza jauni it was the crown prince who gave the order for stripes but his quote, 
Farroches declared that they would rather throw themselves down from the roof of the palace than carry it out. End quote. Footnote NH, page 290. End footnote. Therefore the Sheikh al-Islam charged a certain Sayyid with the baleful task by whom the messenger of God was bastinadoed. It seems clear, however, that there must have been a difference of opinion among the advisers of the Shah. For shortly before Shah Muhammad's death, which was impending when the Bab was in Tabriz, we are told that Prince Mahdi Quli dreamed that he saw the Sayyid shoot the Shah at a levy. Footnote, same as above, page 355, end footnote. Evidently, there were some court politicians who held that the Bab was dangerous. Probably Shah Muhammad's vizier took the disparaging view mentioned above, that is, that the Bab was a mere mystic dreamer, but Shah Muhammad's successor dismissed Mirza Aqasi and appointed Mirza Taqi Khan in his place. It was Mirza Taqi Khan to whom the great catastrophe is owing. When the Bab returned to his confinement, now really rigorous at Chehriq, he was still under the control of the old capricious and now doubly anxious grand vizier but it was not the will of providence that this should continue much longer a release was at hand it was the insurrection of zanjan which changed the tone of the courtiers and brought near to the bulb a glorious departure not be it observed except indirectly his theosophical novelties, the penalty of death for deviations from the true faith, had long fallen into desuetude in Persia, if indeed it had ever taken root there. Footnote Gobineau, page 262. Only if the kingdom of righteousness were to be brought in by the Bob, by material weapons, would this heresiarch be politically dangerous. Mere religious innovations did not disturb high court functionaries. But could the political leaders any longer indulge the fancy that the Bab was a mere mystic dreamer? Such was probably the mental state of Mirza Taqi Khan when he wrote from Tehran, directing the governor to summon the Bab to come once more for examination to Tabriz. The governor of Azerbaijan at this time was Prince Hamze Mirza. The end of the Bab's earthly manifestation is now close upon us. He knew it himself before the event. Footnote NH, pages 235, 309-311, 418, Subhe Azal. End footnote. And was not displeased at the presentiment. He had already, quote, set his house in order, end quote, as regards the spiritual affairs of the Balbi community, which he had, if I mistake not, confided to the intuitive wisdom of Baha'u'llah. His literary executorship he now committed to the same competent hands. This is what the Baha'i's history, the traveller's narrative, relates. Quote, now the Sayyid Bab had placed his writings and even his ring and pencase in a specially prepared box, put the key of the box in an envelope, 
and sent it by means of Mulla Baqir, who was one of his first associates, to Mulla Abdul Karim of Qazvin. This trust Mulla Baqir delivered over to Mulla Abdul Karim at Qom in presence of a numerous company. Then Mulla Abdul Karim conveyed the trust to its destination. End quote. Footnote TN, pages 41, 42, end footnote. The destination was Baha'u'llah, and Mullah Baqir expressly told the numerous company. It also appears that the Bab sent another letter to the same trusted personage respecting the disposal of his remains. It is impossible not to feel that this is far more probable than the view which makes Subh Azal the custodian of the sacred writings and the arranger of a resting place for the sacred remains. I much fear that the Azalites have manipulated tradition in the interest of their party. To return to our narrative, from the first no indignity was spared to the holy prisoner. With nightcap instead of seemly turban, and clad only in an undercoat, footnote NH, page 294, end footnote, he reached Tabriz. It is true his first experience was favourable. A man of probity, the confidential friend of Prince Hamza Mirza, the governor, summoned the Bob to a first non-ecclesiastical examination. The tone of the inquiry seems to have been quite respectful, though the accused frankly stated that he was, quote, that promised deliverer for whom ye have waited one thousand two hundred sixty years to wit the qa'em next morning however all this was reversed the man of probity gave way to the mullahs and the populace footnote see new history pages two ninety six f a graphic narration End footnote, who dragged the bulb with every circumstance of indignity, to the houses of two or three well-known members of the clergy. Quote, These reviled him, but to all who questioned him he declared, without any attempt at denial, that he was the Qa'em, he that ariseth. At length, Mullah Muhammad Mamakuri, one of the Sheikhi party and sundry others, assembled together in the porch of a house belonging to one of their number, questioned him fiercely and insultingly, and when he had answered them explicitly, condemned him to death. So they imprisoned him who was athirst for the draught of martyrdom for three days, along with Agha Sayyid Hussein of Yazd, the amanuensis, and Agha Sayyid Hassan, which twain were brothers, want to pass their time for the most part in the Bob's presence. On the night before the day whereon was consummated the martyrdom, he, the Bob, said to his companions, Tomorrow they will slay me shamefully. Let one of you now arise and kill me, that I may not have to endure this ignominy and shame from my enemies, for it is pleasanter to me to die by the hands of friends. His companions, with expressions of grief and sorrow, 
sought to excuse themselves, with the exception of Mirza Muhammad Ali, who at once made as though he would obey the command. His comrades, however, anxiously seized his hand, crying, Such rash presumption ill accords with the attitude of devoted service. This act of mine, replied he, is not prompted by presumption, but by unstinted obedience and desire to fulfil my master's behest. After giving effect to the command of his holiness, I will assuredly pour forth my life also at his feet. His holiness smiled, and applauding his faithful devotion and sincere belief, said tomorrow when you are questioned repudiate me and renounce my doctrines for thus is the command of god now laid upon you the bob's companions agreed with the exception of mirza muhammad ali who fell at the feet of his holiness and began to entreat and implore so earnestly did he urge his entreaties that his holiness though at first he strove to dissuade him at length graciously acceded end of section nine